Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Left corner to O'Neal. He's going to fire again and hit. They're leaving Royce O'Neal on their rotation, and Royce astutely taking advantage. Van Vliet on a handoff trailing. Finds Boucher at the rim. White side blocked it from behind. Jazz the other way, five on four. O'Neal down the lane. Finger roll layup is good. Rudy Gate, another look past to Clarkson. Ball fakes a three, drives to his right. They know it. So he squirrels back to his left and fires the three and tickles the twine. Wow! Highlights from the Jazz game is they beat Toronto back on November 18th. The rematch in Toronto doesn't sound like it's going to be much of a rematch. Joe Ingles is out. He's in COVID and health and safety protocols. Now Rudy Gobert has joined him in COVID health and safety protocols. So they're down two guys right there. It's a back-to-back. They're playing the Pacers Saturday. Mike Conley doesn't usually play back-to-backs. He has a couple times this year, but mostly he is not. They're listing him uh, as out with right knee injury recovery. So no surprise there that he's missing the game. Now Donovan Mitchell listed as out with a lower uh, left lower back strain. Bojan Bogdanovic listed as out with a left middle finger sprain. Meanwhile, Royce O'Neal questionable, Hassan Whiteside questionable, Jordan Clarkson questionable, and Rudy Gay questionable. Now if you're thinking, wait a minute, that sounds like the Jazz rotation. You'd be right. And, of course, looming over all of this is it's international travel. If you leave the country, if you test positive for COVID, how quickly do you get back in? Is a player left behind while the team goes on to play other games? And then how does that work? And so if you got guys who are out, then they could just go straight to Indiana and wait for the team. So if this looks like what Yak has labeled here a Spartan group, that's very Greek of you, very... Well, isn't it? I was going to go with the JV team, but I'm simple. I'm not a JV literary giant too. like yourself. JV team works too, A though. Spartan group. Let's see what the Athenians think of that. Let's see what Doak and company are. Are they playing Michigan State? What is it a Spartan group? Okay, San Jose State. Give me more Spartans. Ready, go. Daniel Howell signed to a 10-day contract. I'll bet Daniel gets to go to Toronto. Yeah, he's on, <laughs> he's on the trip. And Daniel will get to play. Probably. This is, you know, we can sit here and laugh and say, ah, oh, yeah. but for a lot of guys, this is their shot. They've had the dream. They have either haven't been in the NBA, they've been in the G League, or they like house, they've been in and out of the NBA. Maybe they've been in the NBA for a while and now they're out. And this is your shot. Go play well. It's Jerry Sloan, man, there's 29 other teams looking. They're all watching. So bring it. I would assume the Jazz get beat tonight, but you never know. It's certainly going to be a very watered-down lineup. Jazz and Raptors tonight, and then I would expect most of the guys are back for the Jazz and Pacers game tomorrow. Not Joe and Rudy. I don't think they're out. Although, Joe at five days, he's coming up on it, so I don't know if he plays Saturday, but maybe he's back Monday, depending on how he's doing. You know, he, he does our show every week, and he always gets back to us, and on the rare occasions that he doesn't do the show one week, and those are very rare occasions, maybe once a year, we usually know he's not going to. We usually know why. In this case, I think we know why. But he didn't even get back to Yawk. So it's just COVID protocol. It's been a complete blackout. So 
All right, there you go. Jazz, they got the 10-game road winning streak, but it uh, seems like the odds are long tonight. In a weird way, though, it makes it more interesting. I want, to see, I want to see what the heck happens tonight. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Rebound grabbed by Adams. Grizzly starting to pull away. Morant into the front court. Downhill at Trey Lyles. Hangs. What a move. Floats and scores. Right, left, and Trey Lyles was left hugging air while Morant floats it up and in. Chris Paul with a block. by Chris Paul driving to the basket, and CP3 comes away with it. CP3 wants a three, and that one's good. Straight away as he brought it up, called his own number, and drilled it. Herb Jones up top. Ingram steps into a straightaway three. Got it. It's about time, baby. Here we go. Far sideline. Half court left. 1.5 to go. Tie game at 105. To Barrett. One dribble. Right wing three for the win. Baker is good. He banked it in. Barrett banked it in. And the Knicks have won the ball game at the buzzer. Knicks beat the Celtics at the buzzer. 108-105. Big fourth quarter for the Knicks. They win the last quarter 31-21. It's actually a big second half. 61-42. They dominated the second half. The Celtics had built an enormous lead. We're up by 18 at halftime. But they blow it, and they lose right at the end. The games that matter to Jazz fans the most, the two teams right in front of the Jazz, the Warriors and the Suns, both playing. Well, some of the Warriors were playing. Coming off a of 5 for 24, Steph Curry didn't play. So how big a problem was the quad? Is he missing shots because his legs don't feel good? Do they want to get him healthy? He doesn't play. And when Steph doesn't play, Draymond Green doesn't play. So the Warriors weren't really the Warriors as they go into New Orleans and get beat 101-96. Brandon Ingram, who had a very quiet night shooting the ball against the Jazz, 32 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists, and the Pelicans get the win over the Warriors. The Suns also played. They beat the Clippers soundly, 106-89, the final score. Uh, It was a blowout at halftime. The Suns had a 16-point lead. They win by 17. The... Suns are led by Cam Johnson, 24 points and 7 rebounds in that game. So the, the Clippers, of course, are just way shorthanded right now. I mean, Kawhi Leonard long-term, and now, now they're, they're playing weeks without Paul George here. So Marcus Morris Sr. led him with 26 points, but they didn't have enough juice to handle the Suns, who now have the NBA's best record. They improved to 30-8. and eight. They are a game in front of the Warriors and two games in front of the Jazz. And those three teams all have better records than the Bulls, who lead the East. Bulls are actually fourth in the East, uh, fourth in the NBA right now, 25-10. and 10. But the top three in the West are the top three in the league right now. NBA find the Sacramento Kings assistant general manager Wes Wilcox $15,000 and the team fifty dollars for violating league rules prohibiting team owners and executives from interacting with scorers table personnel during the game. The NBA said Wilcox left his seat to confront operations personnel at the scorers table about the handling of a clock procedure during the jump ball in the second half Sunday night in the Kings' victory over Miami. The league said the clock procedure at issue was administered correctly by the shot clock operator. So the assistant GM wanted to cheat. He wanted to do it wrong. You know, actually, there's the rules. Now, the unwritten rule in the NBA is they'd really prefer owners not be courtside. Because when you're in the luxury suite and you lose your mind, you're not in view of everyone immediately, right away. You're not close to the players. You're not close to the coaches. I mean, you can think back. There have been a a couple times, you know, Larry Miller interacted with a player and got fired or... The playoff game with the Nuggets where Larry went around to the end of the bench and was hollering at Jerry Sloan to get Carl Malone out. 
And when you're down there and you're competitive and you get fired up, well, you're in full view of the camera, you're in full view of the fans, the announcers, everybody. You're going to lose your mind because you're super competitive. And lots of these guys are, otherwise they wouldn't be billionaires and they wouldn't own teams. If you're not super competitive, take your billions, go buy an island, look at the palm trees and the waves. There's plenty of billionaires who do that. It's not like every billionaire owns a sports team. They really like you to be up in the luxury suite. Can you imagine Jerry Jones on the sideline for three hours during a Cowboys game? Oh, the cameras would have a field day with that. We'd all enjoy it. There's a reason Jerry's up high. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Wow, we actually had college basketball games. I mean, some of you have a problem getting into college basketball. It is, and when the games start being hit and miss, are they playing now? Are they not playing now? This game's being canceled all over the place. But the Pacific Tigers came in and played BYU, and the Cougars pulled away in the final 10 minutes of the game and won 73-51. It was a tight game and a tense game for a long time. I mean, Pacific was hanging around. They were... They were right there at, uh, what was it, 50 to 44. So with, about uh, six, about 10 minutes to go. Under, so. under 10 minutes to go, yeah. And that's when the Cougars go on the run, 23 to 7, end the game. And it's just a struggle to score. I mean, they, they defended fine. Pacific ends up with 51 points. You got no complaints about that. Pacific shoots 31%. But it's just a struggle to score. Now, ultimately, they end up with five guys in double figures. They, they get it going. Uh, Loner, two points on one for four shooting. I know everybody, you know, you wanted him, and then he changed his mind, and he was a big recruit, and BYU gets him. And he looks the part, and he rebounds, and they're playing him less. He only played 20 minutes. Gideon George coming off the bench for 20, 20 minutes. Knight came off the bench for 17. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what Traore can give them. Uh, 12 points, 11 rebounds. They gave him the double-double, and they get the win. Now, the game before that, he's super quiet. The game before that, they're in Hawaii, and he absolutely goes off. So you see what a good, a great game looks like. You see what a bad game looks like, but what is it going to be night in and night out? And I know that assumes they're going to play night in and night out, but let's just go ahead and assume, okay? So what's he going to be night in and night out? And who else can shoot it besides Barcelo? Lucas hit three threes, Nell hit a couple, and they got the 73 points. And Pacific looks like the bottom half of the league. They are 5-10, and 10, they are 0-1, and that was a home game. So that was, I don't know, can you say easy test? That was more a quiz than a test. I mean, it's a conference game, so it's important, but they're going to have to really better. And on a night where they struggle for 30 minutes, if they'd been playing... St. Mary's is coming in on the weekend. How would that have gone? USF looks like a top half of the league Their team. next three games. USF was well, St. Mary's, Gonzaga, if, if, it, if it happens. If it happens, yes. Because the St. Mary's game last night didn't happen. We haven't heard. No, we have heard. Pope said last night that they will he play did. that game. Okay. Well, that's good to know. So that's on ESPN 2, 8 o'clock Saturday night. So it's St. Mary's, then a trip up to Gonzaga, and then to USF. And to your point, there's three teams that ought to finish in the top half of the league. The Utes, speaking of problem scoring, they had a 14-point lead. They were sailing along. They hit a dry spot. Washington hits three quick threes, goes on a run. Actually, the run ended up being 25-5. to five. It was 9-0 or maybe it's 10-11 zip in a row there. And it all falls apart for the Utes. And that was 11 versus 12 in the Pac-12 right there. Washington was 0-1. The Utes were 1-3. So for the Utes, now 1-4, last in the Pac-12. Washington State at the Huntsman Center tomorrow at 4 o'clock on the Pac-12 Networks. 
Utah State, they're in Albuquerque, taking on New Mexico. Scotty G will have the call pregame at 5.30. The game will tip off at 6 o'clock on Saturday. Dixie State and UVU in a whack game, in-state game, a conference game. They'll be on uh, ESPN Plus tomorrow. And Big Sky, Weber State's game at Idaho State was postponed. SUU coming off a postponement last night. will host Northern Arizona in Cedar City, 5 o'clock on ESPN Plus. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. We let Antonio go today just to clear you up on some things that happened. At no point in time during that game did he ever ask his trainer or doctor about his ankle. He never went through. That's the normal protocol. You go through protocols during games. I was never notified of it. So, obviously, that was a, the disturbing thing when we were looking for him to go back into the game. All right? He was very upset at halftime about who was getting targeted. Got that calmed down. Players took care of that. It started again on the sideline. We called for the personnel group that he had played in the entire game. He refused to go in the game. That's when I looked back and saw him basically wave off the coach. I then went back, approached him about what was going on. Uh, I ain't playing. What's going on? I ain't getting the ball. That's when I said, you're done. Get the F out of here. That's the end of it. We're working on Carolina. That's the end of the story. Hopefully it ends today. Why do I think it doesn't end today? Bruce Arians wanted to end it on Sunday with he's gone, that's it. Go on and talk about the win. And yet here it is. Rebutting the story that uh, it was injury related. So the Bucks, meanwhile, trying to clinch that playoff seed. They've got the berth already set up, but how is it going to shake out as far as the one, two, three, and four seats here in the final weekend of the season? Which starts on Saturday. With the season going a week longer and with college football pretty much done except for the title game Monday night. Never miss a broadcast window if you're if, if you're the uh, if you're the NFL. They put a doubleheader on Saturday. The only surprise there is that they didn't put a triple header on Saturday. 2.30, Chiefs and Broncos on ESPN and ABC. 6.15, Cowboys and Eagles. Chiefs hoping to get the top spot. That loss last weekend hurt them. They may end up being the two seed, but they don't want to drop any lower than that. Broncos have already been eliminated. That game's on both ESPN and ABC at 2.30. Cowboys and Eagles. The Cowboys taking the loss last week to Arizona. Probably going to end up four, but they need to beat the Eagles and give themselves a chance to move up if somebody else slips. Maybe they can get up to three. The Eagles, nine and seven. And the Eagles beat the Cowboys. They are already in the playoffs, but where they will be seated remains to be seen. The game that matters in the NFC as far as in or out is the Rams and the Niners. Rams are 12-4, and four, battling for the two seed, so they got something at stake. And the Niners need a win to get in. If they lose, it opens the door. Now, the Niners can lose and back in. But the Saints, sitting there at 8-8, eight and eight, can catch the Niners. It's, it's not outrageous. Taysom Hill and the Saints get the win at Atlanta, and the Niners lose to the Rams, then New Orleans gets into the playoffs on the final day. So that's what's at stake in the NFC. Over in the AFC, Tennessee's trying to win and clinch the top spot. They're level with Kansas City at 11-5, but despite the fact they're all tied up, Tennessee's got the head-to-head win over the Chiefs, so that'll get them the top spot. Indianapolis needs to be Jacksonville to clinch a spot. 
I would assume they do that. Jacksonville is 2-14. And then the Chargers and Raiders Sunday night to see who is in and who is out. If Jacksonville lose, loses then, or excuse me, if Jacksonville upsets Indianapolis, then the Chargers and Raiders could play to a tie and both get in, which would be weird, but I don't think it comes to that. I don't think anybody serious thinks it comes to that. All right, the USFL 2.0. The USFL is back, baby. Hiring the first four coaches, Todd Haley, Kevin Sumlin, Mike Riley, Bart Andrus. Play scheduled to start in the spring. You have spring football on TV, but they're supposed to play all the games in one location. So, DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Takes the handoff and just waltzes in over the left side. Tavian Thomas rushing touchdown number 21 and terrific blocking up front. Tavian Thomas' Rose Bowl touchdown there in the second quarter. He announced he will return to Utah for the 2022 season. Had early season turnover woes, wasn't getting many carries, spent a lot of time standing on the sideline. But picked it up in the second conference game, took over, made the job his, and finished with 1,100 yards and 21 touchdowns playing part of the season. Now it's now a 14-game season, so <laughs> this. There are records still around from 11 and 12 game seasons, but you got teams playing 13, 14, in some cases 15 games now. Thomas is back. Good news for the Utes. Now they know what they're doing at running back. I, I don't know that him leaving would have been awful news because the way the Utes run the ball, it seems like they would have gone into the portal and gotten somebody good and made it work. So I don't know that it would have been a big hit if Thomas is gone, but you got some certainty now because you know he can do it because you watched him do it. And he's back for one more year. The quarterback portal. Do they have their own portal, Yak? There's the transfer portal. I think we need, there's so much action. I think you need two portals. And everybody moves through one portal, and then the quarterbacks go through their own. No, we have all in one big doll, one massive. Mm -hmm. I see a tunnel. What do you see in a portal? Do you see like a Star Trek thing where they stand there and then they get beamed to another school? I think it's more of like this. You know, you ever watch Stargate? The, the, TV show. I'm not a big sci-fi guy, so I'm not either. If it's not super mainstream, borderline action Stargate adventure, I'm had not like your this guy. big circular thing that it created, like this, this, like it looked like a plasma field. They walked into it and went, they got transferred. Okay, that's kind of right. what I think of it. All right, that would work. Former Missouri quarterback Connor Bazalek is headed to Indiana to compete with Jack Tuttle. Basilac, he started Indiana. What? Basilac. Basilac. Tuttle is the former Ute who was here for half a minute or. A quarter of a semester, a few weeks. Bailed before Halloween, never played a game. He's a big recruit out of San Diego. The reason that they didn't go after Wilson. So he's in Indiana trying to make it happen. Texas A&M. Zach Calzado led the Aggies to an upset of number one. Alabama is going to Auburn to compete to be the Tigers' new starting quarterback. Bo Nix had the job there, but he left for Oregon. Can't tell the players without a program. Be a big program. Almost 1,500 guys in the transfer portal. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. You left RSL out with the press conference. They want to win big. They want... Oh, you're going to... now. Okay, now you're going to do it. Hashtag RSL. That, that puts something kind of official... Kind of official... Fire right away! They said the right things. They won the press conference. That's not the main goal. The goal is to win when you start playing games. But it is good to go out at the press conference and not step in it. 
So David Blitzer comes in. So it turns out he and Ryan Smith, if you're wondering what kind of a shotgun marriage slash partnership this is, they've known of each other for a long time. They got to know each other because of the 76ers. Uh, Blitzer's a minority owner there, and Ryan Smith said, well, you're on calls, and you get to know personalities, you get to to know people. So over the uh, little more than a year that Ryan's on the team, they've gotten to know each other a little bit. So that's the background there. And Ryan knows of uh, Blitzer because Blitzer owns a half dozen teams, and he knows about the soccer portfolio. So there's that. Uh, And Blitzer did drop, because I asked him about are you going to go out and sign designated players, or is it kind of Oakland A's money ball the way you're thinking? Or And he said blend of the two. Depends on what needs to be done at the situation, but be clear, the goal is the MLS Cup. So that's where he set the bar in his own words. And Ryan followed up with, hey, we want to win. So if you're wondering how they're going to handle this, that's what they say. Obviously, actions speak louder than words, and there'll be multiple roster decisions made going forward. And no one will. They're in the transfer window right now. Not the transfer portal. They have a window. So I can really visualize that, Yak, as opposed to the portal. But uh, Ryan did say, you know, this is a process over years. It doesn't happen in a day. You're in the middle of a window. How many guys can you get here? And, man, if you think the transfer portal is crazy in soccer, international, and, I mean, everybody in soccer talks about around the world, kickbacks, bribes. Like, you have to target four guys to get one. Because it gets out of hand when you start competing for uh, global free agents. All right, I want to bring things full circle. We're actually just seeing this come across. Adrian Wojnarowski, the Utah Jazz are planning to sign center Norvell Pell to a 10-day hardship deal. He is expected to play tonight versus Toronto. So go right back to the Utah Jazz for a moment. Well, there it is. Going full circle. David Locke, radio voice of the Jazz, is going to join us next. The Jazz and the Raptors tonight. What's left of the Jazz and the Raptors tonight? I would think David Locke has to do a lot more prep for to get to tonight's game. You don't have to do a lot of prep on Rudy. He's got Rudy's backstory and numbers memorized. All right, DJ and PK, David Locke is coming up next. Ryan Smith, jazz owner, majority owner of the jazz, minority owner of Real Salt Lake, is going to join us at 8 o'clock so we can talk soccer and basketball with him at that point. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.